Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hola, Banaka, and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Koro Vakauta. This week, controversy and harsh words over payment for Fiji's champion sevens players. Vanuatu mini-games preparations could finally be on track, and a former Tongan international is hopeful of hosting the Welsh rugby team. But first, the Samoa government hopes Joseph Parker's WBO championship victory will boost boxing in the islands. The government financially backed the New Zealand Samoans' title bout with Andy Ruiz over the weekend. Sports Minister Luau Kenetisio says the whole country is proud of Parker's achievement. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, uh, if we're actually uh, getting to the ops of our newspaper, and and you can see from there that, uh, you know, people are uh, comments on how uh, grateful that uh, they are feeling about uh, the fight. So, yeah, of course, I would say that uh, the whole country is, is very proud of him. And as Minister of Sports, how do you hope that this will impact um, the future generations coming up, the youth of Samoa? What impact do you think this achievement will have? It is, it is, I will say so. I mean, uh, looking back to our records, that uh, boxing is one of the uh, popular games down in the island those days. And now we were trying uh, through the grassroots levels, through schools, uh, to revive the game and the sport uh, in a way that uh, should be. So I will say that, uh, yes, of course, uh, Joseph Parker's fight was was, uh, was brilliant, and uh, I can see that uh, it also uh, emerged and, 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 and get the, the kids to, to play the sports or... Yeah, I will say. And from a government perspective, uh, the government made an investment in supporting, but also financially behind uh, Parker. Do you believe that uh, that will be recouped, that that investment is well worth it now that you've seen this victory? Yeah, it's well worth it. Uh, yeah, we're pushing our, our tourist uh, uh, market. I will say that uh, yeah, a lot of people will, will be seeing of uh Hopefully that uh, they'll be coming down and, uh, exactly and uh, actually where Parker's uh, ancestors and uh, their family and hopefully we'll, we'll get uh, a lot of attraction from, from the tourist uh, uh, perspective. Yes. Will there be any um, celebration, official reception, that sort of thing for Parker now that this has happened? Yeah, that's uh, everybody's saying that on the paper in a way, I would say. Uh, and hopefully that, uh, yeah, uh, actually our Prime Minister is in, uh, in New Zealand uh, right now, so hopefully we'll 
he'll be back uh, in the beginning or uh, next week or the end of this week. Uh, I guess the cabinet is, is having having uh, make a decision on that. But uh, yes, I would love to see that uh, happening. Uh, a holiday will do. <laughs> and of course, um, Parker is just one of many. You've alluded to many great fighters in the past, but also um, uh, the New Zealand Samoan connection. A lot of them have come through uh, the likes of. Piao and, and Tua and also Mark Hunt and, and the MMA there's a, a great tradition of Samoan fighters yeah exactly exactly yeah with those uh, ex uh, fighters uh, I'm pretty sure they're all proud of uh, of the achievement and the successful that uh, Baka uh, was having that uh, that night that's the Samoan sports minister Luau Kinetisio Fiji's opposition political parties have entered what's becoming an increasingly public spat over payment for the National Seven Squad. Sadalpa Party President Ratu Nagamalalambalavu has called on the Fiji Rugby Union to be fair and sort out the contracts for the Fiji Sevens team. Ratu Nagama's comments come after an online conflict erupted between the former coach of the side, Ben Ryan, and the FRU over player payments. Ben Ryan, who led Fiji to two World Series titles and a first-ever Olympic gold, initiated the exchange by pleading with the union to give contracts to the players involved in the opening two rounds of the season. The FRU responded with a statement saying it seemed difficult for Ryan to move on and they were disappointed in his constant comments. Ratu Nagama said the victorious players, coach and management deserve every accolade after their historic feat at the Rio Games. He says the union should not shoot the messenger, as under Ryan's visionary and tactical leadership, the team became unequaled ambassadors for Fiji. Sedalpas recommended that all sevens players be on contracts of $30,000 Fiji dollars per year. Now the National Federation Party President, Rocco Tupondrandalu, says the sevens team deserve justice, dignity and respect, and not pittance. At the very uh, least, we expect the players who have brought us you know, all of this sporting glory to be well uh, remunerated. It's just unbelievable to us that uh, there are reports that they are getting $50 a day when they're in training and $100 a day allowance while they're out at tournaments. Uh, that's just shocking uh, in the context of an alleged $40 million sponsorship from a telecommunication company. If that's the amount of sponsorship that there is there or that there was there and these players have brought us you know the olympic gold they should be on contracts at least at the very least i I don't know um, what's going on with the administration of fru of which the prime minister is also the president and I guess, if anything, there is something special about this group of men, isn't there, in terms of what they've achieved for the nation? Yes. Um, it's no secret that Fiji and all Fijians love Sevens Rugby. Um, the nation basically stands still when they're out playing uh, the big tournaments and during the Olympics. I mean, Fiji has gone through some very tough times. Poverty is rife in the country. Uh, morale is low. Cyclone Winston hit very hard and uh, worsened poverty. And uh, their win just uh, did wonders for the morale of Fijians everywhere. And to find out that they are being so hard done by 
are being paid so little, $50 a day and $100 a day, when the FIU gets $40 million in sponsorship, allegedly, uh, it, it's really shocking. What do you make by the reaction uh, by the FRU to Ben Ryan's seemingly valid concerns about the welfare of the players? Well, what can you say? It's uh, the response of people who have nothing else to say but to attack the messenger. They should address the issue, which is why are those sevens players uh, being paid uh, such a dismal amount? Uh, if they're running that ship well, uh, those boys should all be on contracts or their allowances should be much greater. And uh, there was a story in today's paper and it just, you know, it showed the New Zealand Rugby Union and what it pays its sevens players. And sevens players, um, the sevens game is not as big in New Zealand as it is huge in Fiji. Uh, it's, uh, you put the two together, it's just a disgrace. Now, some people may not, I guess, get why this is such a political issue because, as I mentioned, uh, the Sadalpa Party and um, the NFP now as well have come out strongly uh, looking for answers around this issue. What is it about the politics behind or, or, or intertwined with the sports here? Well, number one, because the sports is so popular in Fiji, it's a uniting factor in a very fractured society. It really is. And I've gone over before uh, the context very recently of the poverty, the strife, the conflicts that are going here, and then Winston. So it just totally demoralized the nation. And this sport is the thing that unifies people, you know, apart from that doesn't care for race or any of those issues that uh, the troublemakers use to cause division in this country. And then the government took it upon itself to mix politics with sport by uh, the Prime Minister taking the helm of the Fiji Rugby Union in 2014. Um, Because the Prime Minister, who's the highest elected office holder, decides to intervene in sports and the most popular sport in the country, uh, that's why it's, uh, you know, very much a political issue. Uh, This is something that, you know... um, People who can't uh, run the government should just leave alone. And now, of course, the next um, leg of the Sevens circuit is not until uh, the end of January now, so some time, I guess, that can... You're hoping that there can be some sort of resolution by then? Well, we certainly hope so. All eyes are now on the FRU, the president of the FRU, who is also the prime minister, and uh, hopefully he's going to fix things up over there because he likes to... um, portray himself as Mr. Fix-It. Let's look forward to him fixing this and doing uh, justice by those players. That's the NFB's Tupou Duranundalu. The FRU says although the players' employment contracts expired after the Olympics, they've still been paid relevant allowances while in camp during the Dubai and Cape Town Sevens. The CEO of the Pacific Minigames in Vanuatu says mechanisms are finally in place for funding to flow through for preparations for the 2017 event. Last week, the Games Council said active disruptions from within the government were threatening the country's ability to host the Games, and sponsorship announcements were postponed after the government withheld funding. But Clint Flood says the government's confirmed their commitment through legislative changes that had been waiting for four years. government has confirmed their intention for delivering the games uh, through a formal mechanism. They, they did sign an agreement you know, four years ago to do this, 
and there were subsequent agreements, but but they didn't really ever put through a regulation or legislation that they never put through the body in place to 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 manage the games. So what they've done is through a, a, a parliamentary act, they, they've actually put a, a mechanism in place which which allows us to be administered uh, properly. And they've recognized the role formally now of an organized committee, which is what what I do and, and our board does. So that at least allows the basis for the money to flow and the basis for decisions to be made on the games without the direct interface uh, or interference, if you will, of, of a government, particular department. It needs to go through the specific games authority. Those are very positive steps to be able to put in place that that mechanisms to make sure that we're, we're administered properly and that the funding goes in place. Well, why do you think it's taken up to this point to get that, um, what, what seemingly is, is kind of a common sense move to do, why do you think it's taken this long to get to this stage? I don't know. Uh, honestly, um, the, the, the draft legislation was given to the government uh, oh, at least two or three years ago. It, it's based on the same work that we had in uh, Papua New Guinea with Pacific Games. Uh, it, it's a, a pretty common instrument. Um, I think it's it's a matter of the fact that the government here changed a couple of times. I think that there was perhaps not good communication, and, and we can take part of that blame, I guess, overall. It does come down to commitment. It does come down to communication. So, yes, it, 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 it probably could have been addressed a long time ago, but we're, we're you know happy going into the last year of planning that it's now finally in place. You mentioned that last year of planning. I think we've just passed the um, the year mark um, out from the mini games uh, schedule. So now, all full steam ahead. What what's the plan now? It is full steam ahead. I mean, we've got 359 days to go uh, from today. So it's it's a matter now of, of a, two or three key things. It's it's um, confirming now that the venues plan and the sports plan, which we had meetings about this morning. And it's restarting our, uh, reconfirming, not so much restarting, but reconfirming our, our sponsorship and commercial plan uh, because we need to build that confidence again. We, we had some great confidence um, going into a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were going to announce seven sponsors. I hope those sponsors will still continue their their participation. But we've got to come back and sort of say, guys, we're, we're confident that things are in place. We're confident that there's not going to be further uh, hiccups. There's, there's always challenges, but... But as long as we can confirm that the government is staying with us side by side and, and they'll take uh, the response to deliver what they're supposed to, then I think you know there's a great deal of optimism that we can deliver what we said we're going to do. Um, now, the chair, Mark Stafford, has been on the record saying that time and momentum has been lost. And you mentioned that the um, scheduled announcement of sponsors. Um, how, how hard is it going to be to catch up to, 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 I guess, yeah, catch up to where you would have wanted to be now? Well, we've certainly lost probably at least a month, and part of that uh, we had a plan to announce in December uh, because it was just December the seventh, which was uh, uh, just right around the the one year out mark. Going to given a bit of a, a boost. Uh, now we've got to delay that, uh, and partly because of logistics now with Christmas coming up, it's very hard to maintain that momentum. So we're probably going to have to postpone that now till uh, sometime in January. We've got to go back and reconfirm with the sponsors that their programs that we offered them will still be on on, on offer. Um, um, so it's it is difficult, but it's it's a matter of uh, making sure that they have confidence that we are. And 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 
I have a great more confidence today than I did last week that uh, the government is with us. So, um, you know, that's a very positive step. There have been murmurings continually the last week or so about no confidence motions, and which isn't unusual in Vanuatu, obviously. But with this um, new mechanism, I, I guess I'm just trying to take a picture of this, with this new mechanism in place, changes in governments, that sort of thing, and Prime Minister, that shouldn't impact that? No, that's that's the understanding. It was gazetted through Parliament or through the legislation, is my understanding. I don't know all the laws here in Vanuatu, but these type of agreements are supposed to supersede uh, the changes of government. That's why in 2011, a host agreement was signed with, with, with the government of Vanuatu, with the Republic of Vanuatu. It wasn't signed with a particular government. Uh, we've had, I believe, in Vanuatu at least three changes of, of, of government uh, since that time. Those things have to flow through. And if there is indeed a change of government, and that's what a democracy is about, uh, then then that might throw a little bit of a wrench in terms of who we might have as a minister, but at the same time, it will proceed. Um, uh, yeah, again, we're, we're confident that uh, it's not just the ministers, etc., who we've, we've, we've now got some great support from the ministers, but it's a lot of the bureaucrats that have to deliver what they do, and, and those obviously don't change with, with any change of government. So there, there is this stability in, in, in that uh, process. That's the CEO of the Pacific Mini Games, Clint Flood. A former Tongan rugby international is confident the country will host Wales next year. Manu Vunipola, who now works for the Ministry of Sport as a development officer, says he helped host a Welsh delegation which visited the kingdom this month. Wales are scheduled to play Tonga next year, but the venue for the match is dependent on the dilapidated Telfiver Stadium being renovated in time. If not, the fixture could be moved to New Zealand. Vunipola, whose brother Fiao is union CEO, says he's hopeful the game will still be held in Tonga after showing the visitors around. The visitors, they're happy because I used to be and Fiao play in Wales in the last couple of years before the Fiao's two sons play for England now. Uh, that's the good thing for, for, for me because I meet uh, people that I've been their country before. And uh, the other thing is... Uh, that Wales is we 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 usually uh, play well against Wales for how many times you know, and then luckily now that uh, one Tongan boy is uh, Topi Faletau is a good ambassador for Tonga for Wales now he play for Wales now, I think there are a lot of good things for Tonga that we can try to carry on our relationship between two countries in rugby and a lot of Tongan boys I mean players they play in Wales now. From your perspective, their visit was well received. They seem oh, to. Oh yeah, be... yeah, definitely, definitely, because the, the they, they coming back, they coming back next year. You know, before they came to make sure that everything done. We went to we went to the hospital. We went to the hotel. They look around at the hospital. Look around at the the hotel, the the training field. And then we end up at the at the at the gym that they are happy with the gym too. But the main thing I think for the visitors is the fiver. But luckily they have a meeting with the the deputy prime minister, and I know they are really happy for the feedback from our uh, deputy prime minister for I mean renovate the stadium, doing the stuff for the rugby field. And I know, I know, and I wish that the game will be held in Tonga next year. So from what you gather, it looks to be on track? Yeah, yeah. For Like what I'm saying, for, for what I see, 
them, and then after they have a meeting with the deputy prime minister, I, for me, yes, I'm, I'm definitely, and I hope that the game is still on. I think they're coming back in March, around March, to have a look at the stadium and the rugby field. For what I heard from the deputy prime minister, that, uh, that the company from New Zealand, they are the people, they, they doing the fixing the Samoan, Samoan and Fiji uh, rugby field. That's the company from me, from you, uh, New Zealand, from New Zealand. I can't wait. Yeah, I hope that everything uh, done. You know, the best thing for me, I know they already know that our, our Tongan players around the world, they, they do it for themselves. But at the same time, they do it for Tonga. But we're trying to fix everything, our, our stadium, our rugby field, because we need a, a test game to, to be held here in Tonga. Because uh, we need our local uh, uh, local competition, our local players, I mean, to, to bring back the love of the game. That's former Tongan international Manu Vuripola. And that's the World in Sport for this week from RNZ International. I'm Koro Vakauta. Thanks for listening. Mude manda. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.